Got You Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Make it eight in a row. The Oilers continue their winning ways. 4-1, a convincing win over Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks. Welcome to Back, live post-game edition. Jason Trudwick standing by to break it all down. As always, got your back. YEG is brought to you by our fantastic title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Had a massive event a couple of weeks ago. Real good indication why they are the number one GMC volume dealership in all of Canada. Don't know if you made it out or not, but they know how to do it upright. If you go see Phil and the crew just off Baseline Road on the way into Sherwood Park, mention that Got Your Back sent you. You'll receive some specialized pricing as a bonus. You'll also get three free ultimate detail packages on new or used vehicles. So a great deal there for you. www.gmcpod.com is the website. They got all kinds of inventory, both new and used. Go see Phil and the crew at Sherwood Butte with GMC coming to you from the Mobile Long Shot Studio. Still at the rink here tonight. Remember, it's an amazing golf and fantastic sports bar experience. Check them out at longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. Check it in with Struddy. Ready? Connor versus Connor. I was excited for this one tonight, man. And uh, <laughs> hey, it, we'll get to breaking it down in a minute, but maybe first big picture. Like, kind of didn't disappoint. We got to see that signature snapshot. Wow. Yeah, he can shoot. I got to cover him <laughs> twice for the World Juniors, and uh, I saw it live and in person uh, for many games. So it's, he's really impressive. Obviously, his, his shot release uh, is, is really impressive. But I think people underestimate his uh, playmaking ability. Uh, didn't yeah. see a ton of it today, but I, 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 I tell you what, his shot is crazy good. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It was fun to watch. Pretty impressed with him earlier today too. He had a massive media scrum Yeah, and uh, handled himself well, you know, did his best to answer the questions and engaged with us and didn't, didn't look too bored. Didn't look too disinterested. Uh, the future of the game, man, he's a heck of a good young player. And that was, uh, that was fun watching him play tonight. But the title of the, the title of the podcast tonight is Bedard Snipes but McDavid shines. And I think that was very much the story of the night. Connor McDavid wasn't about to let any show roll through his town and take center stage. Sorry. So let's get breaking it down. Brought to you by our great friends at Mr. Dirk, wearing some Mr. Dirk as we speak, still at the rink here. They've been around since 1939 because they've got high quality clothes. Flat out. The product is, is awesome. So go see their beautiful showroom just off White Avenue and 102nd, and you'll see why. I love shopping there whether it's casual clothes, whether it's suits or shirts, pants, uh, belts, whatever you want, Sterling and Dan and the amazing crew at Mr. Dirk can get you all hooked up. Uh, they can also do some in-house tailoring as well. They're a one-stop shop for all your clothing needs. Visit mrdirk.com. Struds, like to me, not that McDavid needs to prove anything to anybody because he absolutely doesn't. But tonight was one of those nights where he just, man, it was like he was going to be the alpha tonight, and he absolutely looked like the alpha tonight. Yeah, you know what? 
I I hear what you're saying. Oh, you I disagree? Actually, I like it. I, I no, I, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you. But I actually thought that Leon Drysaddle had a really strong game. Um, I thought he was. What? He was. I thought he was. You don't think he did? I think the second half of his game was pretty strong. I don't think the first half of his game was that strong. Yeah, I, I thought we saw. I thought he was really moving his feet well. He was okay. skating. Uh, had the puck on his stick, making plays. And when he's skating like that, he really he affects so many different parts of the game. So I, yeah, I, I'm not ready. To, I, I don't really? know. I, I don't. You're not I'm agreeing not, with my synopsis. You don't like the uh, title. Zuby changed the title of the pod. Yeah. I don't want to be negative. I, 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 I want to be careful what I say here. I think that Connor had a good game. But I, I'm not going to sit here and say it was one of his best games ever. It was a good game. And I thought Leon had a good game as well. I thought Connor Bedard had a good game. Like th there was no heroics, I didn't think, from any of those three guys. They were good. They were good. But I I, I don't know, to suggest that it was one of his best games, I, I have a hard time. Well, I, I don't think I said that it was one of his best games. I mean, McDavid has had some pretty amazing games. Yeah. But what I would say, and, and Zuby, maybe you can figure out a poll, because I love it when Struddy and I, yeah. Not disagree, but we, you know, when we when we have a little bit of a different view. So, who made more impact tonight, twenty nine or ninety seven? Is that a fair poll question, Struts? Maybe you think twenty nine made more of an impact tonight than ninety seven. I think I think ninety seven did. Yeah, we, I would say. What's yeah, a fair I, question? I, yeah, I, I I'm not going to disagree. I, I I just think Khan had a good game, and I thought Leon had a good game. Like I, I don't think that they were extraordinary either one of them. I, I all right, Zuby, figure something out. So, yeah. so Struts, let me make my case here. Okay, I thought in the first period, I thought it was pretty loosey goosey by the Oilers, right? I, I think that it was they gave up too much. There was a little bit okay. of running and gunning happening, but I think McDavid had fantastic energy. He was blitzing around out there. Anytime you see him trying to do those, you know, spinoramas and stuff like that, he's feeling it. Um, I thought they had a couple of shifts where he was just dominant in the offensive zone. I thought he was at full speed a ton tonight. I think that Connor McDavid was very clearly making a statement in this game tonight that he is the big dog. And I don't think he necessarily has to worry about that game in, game out. But this was mm -hmm. Connor Bedard rolling through town. And I thought McDavid put his stamp on this game big time. I, I, you know, I thought he was fast, effective. I thought he was making good plays. He was all over the place. I viewed this as an alpha performance from Connor McDavid. Yeah, there's no doubt that, you know, you, you've seen that when uh, these guys were young, uh, Connor and Leon, they'd, They'd go up against a Kobotar or a Crosby, and those guys would want to show them who's boss, yeah. right? And you, you want to make sure you understand it. And I listen, I, I'm not I don't want to downplay Connor's game. I thought he had some nice moves, but like the spinorama, it just spun him to behind the goal line. Like it wasn't like it, <laughs> it was and I, and I and I I can't I'm criticizing some amazing plays here. I don't want to be no casual. We're, we're with talking my nuance here. This is very yeah, nuanced. Yeah. You're not saying he played so, bad, but I'm suggesting that he took this game by the horns because of the moment that it was and distinguished yeah. himself tonight. And you're not necessarily buying that. Yeah. I, like I thought it. his line, I would say, I thought his line mate had a great game. I, I thought that, uh, uh, Hyman, I thought, See, I Hyman, thought Hyman struggled early. Oh, I, I think, <laughs> I, I think to be so fair different. though, I, yeah, no, I think to be fair though, I think that the first period I'd have a hard time picking out a lot of orders that really were going that first period. Yeah. I, I thought that they came out pretty casually, you know, I uh, I can't remember which one of us suggested playing the backup goalie, but I think when you play the backup goalie, I think that kind of gets the guys a little bit more engaged and thinking about yeah. okay, we got to we we can't just ease into this one, right? So 
they they came out casual. I'm not sure what was said after the first period, but they came out and they were a different team in the second and third. Yeah. Um, okay, just laying out the podcast real quick. We got lots more to break down here in the game, though. Strutty's world, we're gonna dig in a little bit uh on a player that's being talked about a lot right now on the orders. You'll have to wait to find out who. Uh, in our next segment, takeaways, we're gonna dig in a little bit on a couple of more subtle elements here. Um, we're going to have that as well. Uh, we'll have our uh, take a lap segment coming up and ask us anything. So Zuby's taking all the comments on the stream and we'll have our ask us anything segment. So chime in on what we're discussing right now and we'll get to those comments coming up in a little bit. Bit of debate here between Struds and I on 29 and 97. I was going to do the line change in the next segment, but let's do it now since we're talking about McDavid and we're talking about Dreisaitl. We saw a swap where Knobloch basically swapped Ryan McLeod and Leon Dreisaitl. And Zuby, I think there was a post-game clip as we get to the Weiss Johnson soundbox. We'll talk about why we think it happened and, and what we saw after that in a moment. But here is the head coach on his thought process in making that change. Zuby? I think we were getting out shots 17 to 11 at that time. We only had 11 shots at midpoint of the game. We just need a little more push. And I don't want to make anything drastic. We just changed uh, two players. Um you know, looked pretty good on my part that they scored, but that had nothing to do with it. Obviously, there's a very fortunate balance, but I don't know. Just sometimes as a coach, you just need to change the balance a little bit, and I think we were a little just, just a little stagnant. We just need a little more something. Sometimes a line change does that, and I don't know if that had to do it. I'm sure we would have found our game even if I didn't make a line change, but um, yeah, that was it. So, Struddy, let me, let me put it to you. Not trying to be combative here, but Drysaddle was playing so well. Why did he require a line change? I, I think I brought it up the last couple of games that I, that line really hasn't been firing, like scoring, getting yeah. getting goals. Right, they haven't really been scoring. Now I think Kane had an empty netter, didn't he? Connor Brown hasn't had one. You know, Leon's been scoring some on the power play, and today he got that one today after the line change. But for whatever reason, that the pieces of that line, they're not. They're not getting it done. Like there's some decent moments in the offensive zone, but there's no, they're not, you know, for as much time as they're together and they're spending some time in the offensive zone, there's no real goal production um, yeah. from them. So I, I hear what you're saying, and I understand what you're going in. As I was watching the game, I was thinking, was that to, you know, make the, make that line feel different? Or was it to kind of get Fogel and those guys going? Well, I think it was more to change up Leon's line than anything. Yeah, I agree. So the top line is playing so well, you just can't mess with it. And it's a little bit unfair. No like, yeah. it's a bit unfair. Nugent Hopkins and Hyman right now, they're going. And, you know, outside of Leon, those are the next two best offensive players. So Connor has his line loaded right up right now. Now, when this second line was constructed with Drysaddle, remember, you know, Evander Kane was scoring at a pretty decent clip. And Connor Brown was the one we weren't sure. Well, Brown has not been contributing offensively. He's been doing lots of other things. We'll hear more about that a little bit later. But bottom line, Struds, you can't spread the wealth. You can't change that top line. You have to allow it to stay the same. So to me, it was a flip-flop just to try and give Drysaddle a bit of a different look with some different guys because there were times where 91 and 28 were just having trouble kind of making plays. And I – Felt like there was some frustration setting into Leon's game a little bit, and it was a move to just kind of spark something a little bit different. But you just can't mess with that top line to give Leon more. Yeah, and, and Chris Hombach talked about that after. You're not going to change, you know, one line uh, 
sorry, change, break up a hotline to, to, to try to get another line going. That doesn't make a lot of sense. So, you know, I, I still think that you're trying to figure this out. Um, what that middle six, if you want to call it the middle six kind of kind of looks like, you know, does, does it change? Do they maybe change the winger pairings? You know, I, I, I don't know that Janmark beside Leon is a, is a, long-term solution you know maybe a mm. short-term one does a lot of things right but i wouldn't call him a natural goal scorer um you know maybe fogel rides beside him but again maybe fogel and kane at a certain point could you see that yeah 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 i, I could see that i mean so I, they're going to tweak it and go around and again you know i think that there's some players there they're going to unlock some scoring and that obviously would help as well yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll get back to the Weiss Johnson sound box here. December's the perfect time to install an air conditioner. Yes, especially when it's 25% off. Order your AC now and save 25% off all in-stock units. They're saying a long, hot summer lies ahead, so be ready and get yours installed this holiday season by the hardworking elves from Weiss Johnson. Visit wjcools.com. Weiss Johnson, Weiss Johnson, whoa. Stuart Skinner knew we had to ask. So he came out for his media availability struds and, you know, we were polite. We asked him about the winning streak first, about how good it must be feeling for the group. We asked him about his play having turned around. And then we asked him what everybody wanted to ask him. And that was about <laughs> Connor Bedard's goal. But it's funny because earlier in the day, Skinner had said, I'll probably misquote him a bit, but he said something along the lines of, he's a guy that I want to be able to say I stopped. And then what happened tonight happened. It was a hell of a shot. Here's what Stu Skinner saw. He made a really nice move. Um, very quick release, uh, very quick handle of the puck. So um, placed it really well as well. Uh, it's pretty hard to do to, to move it that fast and still pick a corner. So um, a goal where I would I would tip my hat, but I also know that I can uh, I can do something to improve on that. So I'm going to look at video, talk to Schwartzy, um, and I'll figure out a way to stop it next time. Give me all of your thoughts on Connor Bedard, Struds. I'm very curious as to what 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 you analyzed tonight beyond just the goal. Well, I yeah, the, well, just the first thoughts on the goal. It's such a quick play. You don't think that you're gonna as a defenseman, you know, there are some players that kind of slip it on your stick and take the shot on the other side, but it doesn't usually happen that fast, and they don't usually go far side top shelf. Like that was yeah. just crazy. Crazy. It wasn't like Ekholm played it badly. You know, I, I so fast you know, got I, it off too, hey. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe kind of watching the replay, maybe back home was a little bit too far away from that side of the ice. But at the end of the day, he kind of got back and it wasn't, it was just a great play. It just brings it over. And what, you know, I always think about what the stick sees is different than what the ice see. So people call it changing the angle. But what you, when you pull the, the puck from left to right and you move it over, whatever that is, two feet, three feet, the stick now sees wide open net. Uh, and, and where the eyes were, his eyes, Bedard doesn't see that. So you bring it over, boom, you pop it in there. It's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, I I really think he's he's going to be a pretty good playmaker. His head is always up. He's got the puck on a stick. I don't see him in the same setup as McDavid. He's not pure speed, right? He's not just no, coming no, down no, at pure no, speed. No, no. Yeah, I, and I, I, I think I got to give Jason Greger credit for this. He called him maybe a right-handed Patrick Kane. And that's what I see him as. He His head is up. He's kind of crafty. He's looking around. He's always looking for plays. He's got a better shot than Kane. But the but way Kane's he's always been a core playmaker, though. That's been the core of his game is his playmaking, hasn't it been? Bedard's going to be a core goal scorer. 
Yep, but I, I think I think people are underestimating what he or uh, you know I I look at him as a guy who's going to score, but I think he's also going to be able to set guys up. I, I really do. I, I think he's going to be a, a blend, but he's going to do it differently than other players. When you when I see a guy going up the ice and not much patience and not much poise and looking for quiet ice, so you know a quick turn to the right, boom, and I find two three feet of quiet ice and moving around. I think it's fantastic. There's only a couple power plays, so I, I don't want to get too deep into it. But I don't like where they have him on the power play. Um, it looked like they kind of had him in the Ovechkin spot, yeah. uh, you know, shooting bombs. And I get he's got a good shot. I think I would, if I were them, I'd set up on the other side of the goalie, have uh, Bedard on the half wall, because he can walk off and shoot it, which is also a threat. But I think I really think that I want to have him touching the puck more than just banging in the final shot, especially when your power play is running about, you know, as hot as Edmonton oh, in, in February. Like, uh, I watched them practice this morning. I couldn't believe how long they practiced their power play for at a morning skate. Uh, like, they probably did 10, 15 minutes strides of power yeah. plays at practice today as as Richardson was just trying to find something, and he knew against this Oiler kill they were going to have to be feeling it. But I, I like his game. I mean, I do. He's not rooted in the same speed. He's not backing people off the way McDavid does. He's going to have a harder time taking over games. He doesn't necessarily have that skill set. But that shot is incredible, absolutely incredible. How the way he can get it off, not a lot of leverage yet, it still has that velocity. Uh, mm. That's special, and I think that was that was pretty cool that fans here got to see that first uh, hand. Uh, their team still wins, but they get to see that. And there was actually a pretty good cheer in the building actually after he scored when they announced his name. So <laughs> the fans gave him a little bit of love there for sure. Um, we're going to talk about the fourth line in our next segment. Lots of comments coming in on the stream about that fourth line, and we want to dig in on that because they deserve some recognition. They have been very good. Um, Struds, true or false, Evan Bouchard had an excellent game tonight, and especially puck moving. Yeah, I think true. Yeah, I think he had a good game. And he he's – he's um... The the issue with with Evan, I I, I don't I, I've never had a ch- uh, any issues with his his passing. He's the best passing defenseman the Oilers have. Yeah, um, his head's up and he was playing with confidence. Makes such good plays. My my um, concern with with Bouchard was always just that pinch, that misread defensively, and he's kind of taken out of his game. So guess what? Now he's he's playing with more confidence and he's he's just making. And this again, I say this all the time, but safe doesn't mean unskilled. You know, simple doesn't mean unskilled. It means it's the right play. You move it up, you see it, you move the play, the puck up. So I think he's really finding his his groove and understanding when to take chances and when not to take chances, even his shot yeah. selection. You know, it's not very often he gets his shot blocked. Uh, he's kind of faking and sliding over, getting over and trying to make plays. Like he, there's just so many things. So yeah, I think he had a good game uh, tonight. But again, you know, quality competition. I think we got to be a little bit careful about grading guys. Yeah, for their, sure. But. Their game. But I guess what I point out is, and, and Obelisk 21 here on the stream disagreed immediately, said false. He was the goat on the goal, not liking the way he played it there. Um, you know, having a good game doesn't mean you, you don't make any mistakes. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, you, you, can, you can still recover. I just thought Bouchard, Bouchard showed excellent poise with the puck, made some great headman passes. I think a fundamental difference on that McDavid line is they've got Bouchard and Ekholm out there a ton with them. And Evan Bouchard is outletting with such efficiency right now that the puck is heading the other direction with speed. The dry side of the line had CeCe a lot and Nurse a lot. And I noticed a big difference there. So I 
I agree the defending can always is always going to be a focus with Bouchard when we're analyzing his game, but I thought his puck moving tonight was was really, really good. Well, if you're going to say that, let's talk about Vinny Darnay. On the first sure. goal, I, I think it was, was it the first goal, he goes back to pick up a puck, comes around the net, bang, right up the middle. Five seconds later, it's in the back of the net, right? So give the guy credit. He's he's making those plays. I thought he moved the puck really well tonight. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to start handing out uh, you know, gold stars. I like this. You and I, uh, you and I see in the game a little different tonight, which I think, mm. uh, which I think is interesting. By the way, have you ever seen a guy go on a heater goal scoring wise, and then change his stick? You ever seen no. that before? Like Evander what? Kane has changed his stick. Yeah, and he stopped scoring. I know. I saw. I wonder why that is. It's white. I, I don't like the white stick because he likes the look of it. Tony Brower did an interview with him, I, and he, I, he likes the look of it. He changed his stick. I ordered don't. a whole pile of them. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like the white <laughs> stick. I, I, I don't get it. Like I, whatever. I mean, I, I didn't score more than he did in a whole month in my whole no. career. So yeah, I, I, but I just, I don't like the white stick. To me, it's too much. Uh, Zuby, did you end up getting a pull up? I did, and I, 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 <laughs> I kiboshed it because it was a runaway, and I started a new poll about cashews. We can get to that in. Uh, oh no! What do you mean it was? Why did you kibosh it? Who are you to it, kibosh it? That's my poll. You're winning the poll. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, how bad a runaway? After 62 was it? votes, it was who made a bigger impact on tonight's game? Connor, 87 percent. Leon, 12 percent. So I, so oh, yeah. I, I want to yeah. see where people are at on a real issue like cashews. So if it was decisive like that in the other direction and Struds was winning, would you still have killed the poll or would you have kept it and and fed me my medicine? Like, no, why absolutely. are you favoring Struds and killing the poll? Aren't I favoring yeah. you? No, yeah, you? right. Well, no, no, no. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're if, it, if it was reversed, if it was reversed, yeah, right. I would have killed it too. There's no, there's Fair no. Point. There's no point in a poll that's Struds? not that's not close. Struds, 87 percent. Are you yeah. are you at, at the rethink stage yet, or are you? Uh, oh. Standing your he had a good game. I just I, I can't quality competition. I didn't think it was an alpha alpha male moment. type game. Like just kind of like who who's know, the best Connor, forward for Connor versus uh, who's Connor? Who's the best forward for the Blackhawks? Oh, an eighteen year old. Yeah. So it's quality Sorry, competition. I couldn't hear you. Here. You're just not impressed by anything What'd tonight because the Blackhawks aren't very good. Did I did I lose you? Yeah, did you've I lose lost you? me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a donkey. Uh, I love it. Uh, let's get to our Sport Logic stats tonight. That's brought to you, uh, of course, by Yo Mama Maternity. Uh, listen, if you're expecting or someone in your life is expecting, it's a great place to go. Grab a gift card for Christmas, comfortable clothing for when you absolutely need to have that comfortable clothing. It's a Strudwick family business. We're proud to have them on board. Uh, check them out online. Uh, what's the website, Struds? Do you know them? Sorry, am I putting you on the spot? I have it right here. YoMamaMaternity.com, and that's one M in mama. YoMamaMaternity.com. Zuby, what stats did we pull there, buddy? Sport Logic goes inside the numbers here. Some pretty definitive ones. There you see the Oilers dominating the slot shots on that 15-8. to eight. Scoring chances off the cycle. Uh, I think about 18 of those 19 were produced by Connor McDavid tonight, Struds. Uh, 19-4 was the advantage. And odd man rushes for the Oilers, 8-1. Again, um, definitely a, a strong advantage for Edmonton. They didn't like the way they started in this game, Struds, but they came back around and dialed their game in in the second and third periods. Those are the numbers from Sport Logic, courtesy Yo Mama, Maternity and Nursing. 
Okay, when we come back, Struds, let's dig in a little bit on the uh, on the fourth line because I think they deserve some love, Sam Gagne in particular. They're making an impact, but the question I have for you is, can you win with this fourth line in the playoffs? If this is your fourth line in the playoffs, don't answer. Are you a Stanley Cup contender with this sort of grouping right now? They're contributing, but are they good enough? That and tons more still to come ahead on the pod. Hey everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. Christmas is just around the corner and we've got everything you need for the athlete and sports fan on your list. With over 30 different sports under one roof, including hockey, bikes, ball, and our amazing fan shop, United is your one-stop shop for everything sport. Don't know what to buy? A United gift card is always a fan favorite. United Sport and Cycle, your Santa's workshop for over 95 years. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. All right, time for takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health and Dr. Tyler Fix, where they specialize in total body and mind wellness. From chiropractic and massage care treatments to acupuncture, soft tissue therapy, nutrition, even an on-site registered psychologist for you, Redefined Health is there to help you get well and stay healthy for a lifetime. Go see Dr. Tyler Fix. Great name. Visit RedefinedHealth.com. We were chatting with Sam Gagne after the game tonight. And man, from a from a PTO to come in off of surgery, just hoping to stay in the league, down to the American League, to scrapping his way back up, getting in and contributing the way he's been contributing. He's created some big moments, struds. It's really impressive. And this town, this this fan base loves Sam Gagne. You can feel it every time he does something out there. It's one of the great stories on the Oiler team this year. So before we start debating, can you win with them as a fourth line? Let's maybe pour a little love onto that fourth line because they have been pretty good. They've been really good. And those three guys have nine goals between them, right? So you had one guy or two guys started here in the minors. And then, um, you know, Derek Ryan was, you know, is is a center playing wing. So that's pretty impressive to have as a fourth line. Like that's a pretty good Third line stats, I would suggest, on this team. Well, Well, the third line has seven goals. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> so you know, you're, 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 it's and that Fogel has four of them. So not a bad, not a bad run for these three guys. Um, you know, you kind of heard the guys talk about it after they 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 play for each other. Chris Knobloch talk about how they give you everything they have in the minutes they get, no complaints. And I mean, Ryan and Gagne have been Gags have been around. They they understand where they're at in their careers. They're no longer top, you know, probably you know consistent top six or top nine players. 
Um, but both had great careers. And then you got James Hamlin, who's just quite frankly happy to be in the NHL and is going to work yeah. his tail off every night. So yeah, that line, and, and what I like about bringing Sam Gagne on that line, it raises skill level and those three guys can make plays. The last game, they had one goal. They could have had three. Gagne in the slot and Hamlin back door. So, I mean, they're creating, right? They're They're winning that fourth line battle. Hamlin has had really good scoring chances, multiple games. Like I think the previous two games, he had great chances, as you just pointed out. I like the speed. There's some tenacity there, right? He grinds, he digs. Um, it's all really good stuff, and it's stuff that this team needs right now. And during the regular season, it can be effective and it can work. But I picture this team, when they get where they want to go, Struds, in a – second or third round playoff series or a fourth round playoff series. And I, this is no disrespect to these guys, but it's a small line. It is small and playoff hockey is not, it's just not designed that way. So how do you reconcile that? A fourth line that's contributing, that has heart, that has energy, but maybe isn't the best mix come playoff time. Where do you put all that? Well, it's it's tough, right? Because how do you reward a group of three guys that worked hard? You trade for someone else to take their job because they're bigger, right? That's that's kind of you know that's not fair. Now, yeah. let's not forget Dylan Holloway. He's somewhere in this mix, you know, and 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 whether he's back around New Year's or whatever. Let's let's just assume he's back in two weeks, three weeks, whatever the number yeah. is. He's back. Might, then. might not be quite that much. Might be might yeah. be a little shorter than that. So. Okay. Well, he, let's say he's whenever he comes back, he, he's going to get in the lineup, right? So someone has to come out, and he has size, he has speed, and he has skill. Now he doesn't have the experience that the two wingers have, and and and, and I don't know if he want him playing center. Like Hamlin's done a really good job. So that adds one piece to the puzzle. Whether he goes on the third line and Yanmar comes down, and then you're probably still one other bigger forward away. So, you know, you're talking about two of those three guys probably being out of the lineup. Um, or, or or less regular players in the lineup when Holloway comes, and if they do, in the fact, make a move for a bigger guy, what do you, how do you see it, Shogger? Yeah, you know it's 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 tough because I I do believe that you can get pushed out of games at playoff time. I, I really do. Everybody is playing bigger. Everybody is playing faster. Everybody is playing mm -hmm. more intense, and I think a line like that. At full speed playoff time, respectfully to all those guys, I think that line's in survival mode at playoff hockey, not thriving mode. And I think we're seeing yeah. some nights where they're in thriving mode, but quality of competition comes and goes, and regular season hockey is just dramatically different. So I, I don't view it as a winning formula come playoff time. Um, now, any one of them could earn their way into the lineup and be on a line and play during playoff time. I just don't think you can have a line constructed of three of them like that, Struts. I think that's where you run into the problem. You know, you, I, I just don't think that can be the main structure of a fourth line that goes on a deep, deep playoff run. Um, but I would also suggest to you, like, you know, it wouldn't stun me if Ryan McLeod was the fourth line center on this team at playoff time. It, it wouldn't. You want to start talking about this team's needs, and if they're going to address some of their needs, I think an upgrade on the blue line is probably necessary. But I would submit to you that bringing in somebody that can push Ryan McLeod for that three-center spot, just like they did last year with Nick Bukestad, that would be on my to-do list if I were Ken Holland. Bring somebody in to push Ryan McLeod, and uh, not going to have to push very hard. 
and have somebody potentially playing ahead of him in that three spot. So we could see a change in that fourth line just by virtue of the fact that maybe McLeod ends up on it. Yeah, and then he's still got Holloway in there somewhere, right? Yep. Yeah, that's another player. Jan Mark, uh, Ryan Gagne. Like there's there's a lot of different guys. You want to have different looks for different moments too. Uh, you know, we spoke a little bit about Sean Monahan, right? There's a guy out of yep. Montreal who's having a pretty good year, and could he be your third line center? Yeah, I, I do think he could be. Um, bigger, been around, understands how things work. So it, it's going to be interesting how that plays out. But for right now, with the situation with Campbell's contract, that fourth line is getting a lot of bang for a very little buck. That's a great point. You really, know, like really I, good point. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to, I don't know the math right off the top of my head, but I'm guessing it's around 2.7 million for all three players or, or so. Maybe I'm a little bit off, whatever. Let's go, mm-hmm. even 3 million. To get nine goals at your fourth line for $3 million, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. No, that's a really good point, man. You need value like that. Dylan Holloway, we'll see if he can come in and disrupt a little bit. I'm really interested to see Dylan Holloway under this coach. Dylan Holloway with a fresh start with a guy. Dylan mm-hmm. Holloway healthy. And, you know, he needs some good things to happen early. And it's hard to come back from an injury. He hasn't always been great with that. But new coach bounce. Of all the players, I was wondering most what that potentially could look like for Dylan Holloway. And, boy, his game was turning in a good direction when he got hurt there. So we'll see how he can come in and affect things. Interesting post-game comments, Strudz. I want to get your interpretation of this. I don't know if you even heard this or not post-game. Um, the head coach was talking about his penalty kill and Jan Mark and Connor Brown specifically. And I know you're going to talk a little bit more about Connor Brown coming up here. He talked about, and by the way, the penalty kills 30 for 31 yeah. in their last nine games, I think it is. That's insane. Totally insane. Matthias Janmark is a big reason why. He said that Janmark is one of the best angling players in certainly on their team, maybe in the National Hockey League, and that Connor Brown is actually coming in and, and taking over part of that role too. Um, maybe translate that for us. When he talks about the subtle skill of angling and how it applies to Janmark, uh, what does he mean? It's like what you're trying to do is you're trying to herd the player carrying the puck into an area that they don't want to go to. So, you know, when, it, when like, for instance, on the power play, player jumps out from behind the net, he's skating up the ice with it. And let's assume they're not going to do the drop pass. He wants to stay in the middle of the ice as long as possible so he has options on both sides. But someone who's a good angler is going to come and is going to come from one side or the other, look big, and then force that player towards the wall. So now you start getting to the wall and you're, you're angling so that you know that when you reach point X at some point in the future, they're going to run out of options and you're going to squeeze them off and pinch them out, hopefully before the red line, so they can't dump it in. Now that can be true of five on four play, can be yeah. true of even strength play, but it is a really sk- good skill and it's so undervalued. You know, and, and you know, I work with young kids all the time and, and, and coaches like, my, my kids have to learn how to angle. And angling takes it takes a long time because you have to get your feet moving, you have to get your body in the right place, hands out, you know, kind of like I said, like I always say it's like sheep herding, right? You got to herd them where you want to go. Yeah. So it's it's he is impressive at it, and it's very subtle because no one puts it on Instagram saying, Oh my god, did you see this angling job from Janmark last night? <laughs> They're gonna talk about Connor Bedard's goal all night long. Well, and the thing is, is like Jay Woodcroft really appreciated Matthias Janmark too. We got lots of opportunity under under Woodcroft when he was playing. Um, and now he's getting a lot under Knobloch. That sounds to me like something that a coach would really, really appreciate. 
Oh, they do. You know, whether it's, uh, again, it can be on the four check, it can be on the uh, neutral zone four check, angling a guy towards the wall. Because you, you got to keep in mind, you're not just doing it to stop the guy in front of you. You're doing it so everyone else knows that the job is done. So when 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 Janmark angles up a guy into the wall, now the D-man doesn't have to worry about that guy squeezing through and having to now deal with a guy coming up with speed up the ice. Yeah. So it, it's very subtle and just shuts plays down before they really happen or before they even know they could have happened or what could have happened. K-Wadi or Quadi, I'm not sure which it is, says uh, back to the previous point about the fourth line. Let's see what the fourth line is like versus Kings and versus Vegas. That will tell us. Good point. If they're still playing together and get an opportunity against teams that maybe push them a little bit more, maybe they'll answer the question themselves. That'll be interesting to see. Last point here in our takeaways segment. We'll go back to the Weiss Johnson soundbox and Stuart Skinner. Uh, Zuby, we have the one about the his overall play and the pressure, correct? Yeah. Okay, so... I think it's time to put a focus here on Stuart Skinner because when things are going poorly in this town, Struddy, the light, the light shines brighter on nobody outside maybe McDavid than, than the goaltending. Mm. And Skinner has felt that heat. He felt a lot of that heat earlier on this season. And he's really turned his game around. His numbers through this streak are spectacular. And I know, of course, he'd want the Bedard one back a little bit tonight. But I asked Skinner about the journey, about the heat he felt earlier and where he's at now. And he gave me a really interesting answer. Here he is. I think at first I was obviously a little bit frustrated, a little bit upset. Um, you never want to be hearing that from your fans, obviously. But um, at the same time, at the same time, uh, I knew it needed to be better. Uh, the whole group did, and um, that starts with me. And. Uh, for me, it was sticking to it. Uh, keep on working on my game. Keep on, you know, just keep on grinding. Uh, never give up. So um, there's a lot of, just a lot of that, a lot of per perseverance as a complete group. A lot of cliches towards the end there, but I liked what he said at the beginning of that. He was pretty honest at the beginning part of that answer, Strads. He was, and I I, I think we got to give the goaltenders a little bit of... Um... Grace? Yeah, a grace period to start the year. The the Oilers skaters uh, were just all over the ice and, and not really doing what they needed to do. So the goalies were skittish as a cat in a hot tin roof. You know, they were just all over the place and they were really nervous. Um, and now they look, you know, even in Calvin Picard, I thought he looked more calm. They, these guys are calm. They're, you know, I, I would say that there was a, a few chances in the first period. And I don't know if there was a chance in the second or third period, maybe for the Blackhawks, maybe one. Mm -hmm. So the games are easier, so they know it's a little bit – not every save is so important because they have to make it because they don't know when the next one's coming, the next one, the next one, the next one. So I think that the, the, the goalies have calmed – so the players have improved their play as a group, and then now the goalies have calmed down too. So I think it, it's, it works beside each other. If, if the numbers are still poor for Skinner now, I'd be a lot more concerned than I was before. Going into the chat here, feel bad for skins. I always believe in the guy. Soup, on the other hand, sadly, I have no more time for. Would love to see him prove me wrong, though. Yeah, that's that. I think a lot of other fans would feel that way. Frustrated with with Jack Campbell, and would love to be proven wrong by him. Whether or not he gets that chance, we'll see. Man, Pickard played real well when he got a chance. Uh, the role continues. Don't expect this coach to make changes while they're rolling the way they are. So. Uh, but nice to see Stuart Skinner. He's turned this thing around and playing real good hockey for his team. That was Takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. A reminder that Struddy's appearance on the pod tonight brought to you by Kinprint, helping you push your business brand to the next level. 
Check out kinprint.ca. If you're a new business, they can help you with some branding. They can help you with logo design. If you're kind of in that beginning stage, and I know what's that what that's like, I've been there. Um, Kinprint can help you with some of those branding decisions. So check them out at kinprint.ca. When we come back, a couple of happenings around the National Hockey League, some tidbits of news. So we will take a lap. That and lots more still ahead. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club is YEG's top destination for adult recreational sports. Offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey. For all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Strutty. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at edmontonsportsclub.com. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use a promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right, time now to take a lap. Brought to you, Strutty, by our good buddies at Backscape. This is taking the online world by storm right now. It is literally everywhere. Get rid of unwanted back hair all by yourself with Backscape. The water-resistant rechargeable shaver coupled with a long handle lets you take care of business on your own. Shave in any direction with no bumps or cuts. It's easy. It's awesome. Right now, it's their biggest sale of the year with 30 to 50% off. Visit Backscape.com, that's B-A-K-Scape.com, and choose from a variety of packages that can be delivered right to your door. All yeah, right. Great Christmas gift. Great Christmas gift, and everyone yeah. loves that. And it works great. What do we got Fantastic. tonight, Teddy? We got, a, we got a coach fired, and we got some all-star news. Where do you want to start? Yeah, yeah coach fired, Taylor. Let's start with that. Uh, you know, Craig Brubry, a guy I fought a couple times in my career, and I always kind of liked um, oh, and did a great job. Do? do yeah, tell. Uh, Good. It was pretty good. Yeah, I was pretty happy. I was always, you know, is is a guy. It was good. It turned out pretty well. Story for another time. Maybe we'll make it a studies roll on a, on a slow night. But <laughs> it turned um, out pretty well. Beating on yeah. the guy while he's down tonight, eh? That'd be yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, well, no, I, it's not one, but it, it turned out well for me. Is then I didn't get beat up. But uh, yeah, Blues Fire uh, Craig Brew. We helped them win the 2019, uh, I believe, 19. Yeah, Stanley Cup with St. Louis that Blues. Comeback team, right? That yeah. crazy comeback team. They bring up their HL coach, Drew Bannister. You know, I, I from a distance, I always admired him, and I think that that team was was organized. This year, I, I don't know that they're firing on the cylinders they want. They're right around 500. Uh, I think they've lost four or five games tonight uh, up to the last little bit. Maybe a change in order. Just you've seen the bump here with the Oilers. Um, you know, maybe it's time to kind of, you know, reset it there. So Drew Bannister, their HL coach, gets the job, uh, much like Jay Woodcroft did a couple of Go, Shogger. Interim basis, hey? And I wonder what that will look like. Do you take that job with the expectation of being the guy into the next season? Like, do you leave your AHL post to go do that job if it's clearly just temporary? Do, I guess, do you have a choice if the organization says this is what you're doing now? Do you, if you don't get the job, do you get plunked back into the American Hockey League next season if they go find somebody else? Like, what are those terms and conditions? Yeah, that would be interesting. There's no, I don't think you can say no to this job. I just think you get a chance to be in the NHL. And if you do really well, you're you're now in. Um, but, but I'm they've sure got a backfield com- for you. 
in the A. So is your job gone if you don't get the head job? I would think that that would be a conversation they would have had, right? I think they would have said, hey, man, this is what we're going to do and make it happen. But, uh, yeah, wasn't Drew Bannister in Oida for a while? I think so. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's not that that makes a big difference. But anyways, uh, Drew Bannister getting a chance to coach a team that I think is is probably better than where they're kind of where their where their record is at. Um be interested to see what changes he makes and if they can get a bump like other teams have as well. Two and questions then, here. Real quick, yeah. two questions here. Ruby and Ottawa. Is that potentially a fit? Like if the Ottawa Senators are thinking about making a change and waiting for the right coach to be there and be available. Um, I covered Bruby's teams and I covered that run to the Stanley cup and, uh, man, I know the way he resonated in that locker room. 1000% big time. So that would be question a and question B Jay Woodcroft eventually in St. Louis. We'll talk about this with all the openings that come up around the mm -hmm. league. We'll see how it goes the rest of the year, but I wonder if that's a fit potentially. Yeah. I think, you know, in Craig's case, I would think I would take the year off if I was him, uh, um, see what's out there. Yeah. But just also just decompress. Press. you know he's it's he, it's i think being a coach is difficult i i i guess i can see you're getting right back in there but take a second take a deep breath look at what you've done what can i change what can i you know do better um i i jumping right back in mid-season i i don't know i i just i know coaches have done it i would i wouldn't advocate for that make your four I'd million stay home eh? just take some well, time just, relax a little bit and uh, yeah and, and see know, what's out there i, I actually there. thought jay woodcroft in ottawa you know, I, I, he, he's, oh. he's, because he's coached some really high talented players in Edmonton to some, yep. to, to good success. Well, and Stale should have a pretty good sense of what he's about, right? That's, yeah. So that's that, that, that makes sense to me. Um, but well, I guess it depends on what Stale thinks of him and his work he did here. Okay. Moving on. Let's talk all star and some yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. So a million bucks if you win the all star skills competition. So apparently, uh -huh. Conor McDavid, uh, helped out, uh, setting this up. So what it's going to be is going to be 12 players. Uh, in the Friday night, so there'll be less players, which I think is a good idea. It's way too long, too many people. Um, then I, th I think if I remember, there was eight that are going to be kind of done up by the league, then four voted in by fans. Uh, so you can uh, let's just think about it: Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, uh, Kucherov. Um, probably a, a probably ten Leafs on that group. So maybe it's just everyone just Leafs. So whatever, but you get the idea. So there's going to be a lot of talent. It'll be some pretty cool things. Uh, one time. Uh, one timers, they'll be uh, fastest skater, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, stick handling five points for the first person down to number one. Then I think it's after, um, after then we get into the top eight, and the top eight will be the uh, shootout, and you get to pick your goalie. Then the top six will be after that, will drop more people. The top six will be the obstacle course, interesting, uh, and then. Then you get down, like I said, if you win, it's a million bucks. Like that is a, when I saw that, I was a bit surprised. You know, yeah, I've seen so let's, grand, 200 grand. Like, wow. So let's talk about that core idea. They're going to change the structure of it a little bit. And that's what they, McDavid actually met with Batman and Steve Mayer, the guy uh, that, that runs a lot of that for the National Hockey yeah. League. And, you know, he gave his thoughts on, you know, what some events could be and, and they consult. It makes sense to consult Connor McDavid. The most interesting thing by an absolute, country mile here is they're putting a million dollars on the line so the question i have struts and i've gone to so many all-star games and i've mm -hmm. sat through so many skills competitions and it is so underwhelming and painful and cringy all the time how much better is this going to be with a million yeah. bucks on the line for these millionaires well i think what it does by shrinking the competition you're going to be more active more often 
right? There's not going to be so many players doing so many things. Like when they did the shootout thing and guys would put costumes on, I hated it. I absolutely, I absolutely hate it. I, I know people liked it, and uh, I just, I hate it. For the kids, it has, for the kids. Yeah. No, nah, I don't. I, I don't care about the kids. I want, want to watch this, but I, I, and to be fair, I don't watch any of it. But no, I'm just kidding about the kids. But I, I just, to me, I just, I hated that. So this is going to be more high competition. A million bucks is a lot of cash. You know, even if you're making twelve million dollars, a million bucks is a lot for one night's work. You know, that's pretty impressive. That's like Taylor Swift territory um but you know what i think so they should I, do i think they should take yeah. the top three american league players and give them a shot at it too you want to talk about guys trying hard <laughs> at a skills competition yeah. get those yeah. guys in there yeah that'd be pretty neat uh, but i like it i i just think that you know it wasn't working and I, i'm not through anyone's fault it just wasn't working this i think will work and i i would have less people i could have i'd have the extra players that they want on the bench but I don't want them on the ice. Like, stay out of the way. Let's just keep this clean. Keep this moving. Don't drag it out too long on that Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, man. The All-Star game is – I've been to a lot of them. And I, uh, as much as it, you know, it's cool, you get all the players in the same place and you get a real good chance to interview a lot of the high-end guys all at once and all those things, yeah. uh, change was absolutely needed. And this will be really interesting to see how it goes. All right, that was Take a Lap. Taking a Lap brought to you by our good buddies – over at Backscape, and a reminder that they've got a great deal on right now as we head into the Christmas season, 30 to 50% off. It's their biggest sale of the year. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com to choose from a variety of great packages. When we come back, Strutty's World, and then we will get to the stream to see what you have to say in our Ask Us Anything segment. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster. Find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. <laughs> All right. Time now for Strutty's World brought to you by my brother's company, my family company, DLR Vinyl Products. Strutty, if you can indulge me for just a moment. Uh, for their sponsorship read tonight, rather than do the sponsor read, we want to send out a little tribute to our grandfather, Morris. Um, sadly passed away yesterday, but grandpa was 98 years old, Struddy, and he went out like a baller, man. Went out on his 98th birthday. Uh, lived an absolutely amazing life. He was an amazing man, very much the standard for our entire family, just a beautiful human being. And 98 years, uh, he had a, just a spectacular run. 
just one of the kindest, most gentle men you'll ever meet, served his country. Um, just a great, great guy. So uh, tough day for the family. You know, we're going to miss him. But 98 years, buddy, that's a hell of a run. Yeah, well, first off, uh, my condolences to you and your family. You. I, I, it's never easy losing a loved one, especially someone who's been uh, around that long and, you know, would, would tell stories and share, you know, in, in your great things and, and, and yeah. uh, all your life. So it's difficult, but uh, it sounds like that's a hell of a run he had and leaves behind a great legacy of people uh, behind him. Yeah, 1,000%. Um, just really an amazing guy. So his eldest son was Les. That was my dad. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that started DLR Vinyl Products. And uh, he brought my brothers in and they built that business together, Vinyl Fencing Company. And it supported all of their families very well over the years. We lost dad a number of years ago, too. So now my brothers proudly carry on uh, the DLR name and the business. And as I've said from day one, they were the original sponsors here on Got Your Back. So proud to have DLR Vinyl mm-hmm as a sponsor here on the podcast. And uh, although I was at Rick's place last night, we were talking late last night, we got chatting about Struddy's world. He goes, man, Struddy comes up with some weird shit sometimes, eh? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what they want, right? I mean, Absolutely, uh, that's what they're they paying for, buddy. That's what they're paying for. So uh, Struddy's world brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Have at her, pal. When the team was losing, when the owners are losing, no one was taking uh, any more heat than Connor Brown. Man, people want to let this guy go and get him out. After coming off a serious knee injury, playing four games last year, got it going in in in, uh, in exhibition game or the preseason, and it kind of came in and was, was not quite where he wanted to be. But now I'm starting to see shades of the player that I believe he could be. Uh, has he scored? No, he hasn't. He kicked one in the other night and didn't get – didn't get allowed. Kane knocked a goalie over, but he's around it all over the place. Um, so let's put scoring for aside. Right now, he's killing penalties at a really high level. Uh, you know, through the games he's played, I think he's played about thirty minutes of penalty kill. He only has two goals against at that time, which bodes pretty well for for this group. He works hard. He angles well. He gets in lanes, and he's really hard on that penalty kill. So this is great because it takes it off of Leon and Connor, allows him to do it and find a role. But I believe that he's emerging from that darkness of not getting not getting uh, goals. Uh, tonight he had a couple of great chances, hit the post on a, on a shot, and I think when unlocks, it's really going to help out not just him, but if he's playing beside Leon, because Leon is kind of looking for his Zach Hyman, you know. And I think Connor Brown has some of that in him uh, to, to to play that way, and I think he has the ability to score. Now I don't think he's going to be a guy that maybe gets up to 30, 40 goals like Hyman is looking at this year. But he has been north of 20 goals. That just doesn't leave you. He works so hard. He's on the puck. And when he figures out how to play with uh, Leon, how to support him, and, more, and also get the puck back to him and get it back from him, I think he's really going to get that goal scoring going. So I know fans, we're not talking about getting rid of him and people aren't losing it. But it's calmed down. But he does need to start scoring. I think it's close. I really think it's close. I'd love to see him get on a little bit of a you know, two, three, four point streak here. Shogger heading into Christmas so he can calm down coming back from uh, Santa's visit. Yeah. You know, he's definitely a topic that Oiler fans bring up a lot and they bring him up a lot on the stream, right? The production versus what they're paying them. And everybody's worried about those bonuses and how much they'll hurt on the cap next year when he might not even mm-hmm. be here. All of that is very real and all of that is there and the production isn't where it needs to be bottom line. But I always go back to this and you know, I'm consistent. If you aren't scoring, what are you doing? That is the next question I have for you. Okay, it's not going in. You're hitting posts, whatever. 
what are you getting done? And Connor Brown has multiple answers to that question. I would suggest there's some other players on this team that aren't scoring that don't have those same answers to that question. What else are you doing? And right. being one of the elite penalty killers, which I would say he is becoming on this team on one of the league's elite penalty kills, which this penalty kill is becoming that in itself is it's not 4 million bucks. Meaningful. That's pretty darn meaningful though. Stretty. I do. I honestly, though, I, I think he's going to end up, I bet he'll end up. I'll call around oh, 15 boy. goals. 15 Zuby clip that Zuby. I, I do. I think, Mark I think he time, is. Got it. 15. Yeah. Goals, I, I, I do. I, I, I honestly do. I do feel that if he ends up with 15 goals, plays like he can in that top six and kills penalties, you know, maybe it's not quite 4 million, but at the problem is, or the reality is at the trade down, you'd be looking for someone like that, right? You're looking yeah. for someone with that kind of value. So I hope I'm low, but I honestly think it's going to come. It's going to start flowing. Like he's, he's looking for it and, and, and attacking the net and shooting the puck. Like tonight he could have had, I'd say, well, he had three really good chances. One didn't get to the net, one missed the net, one hit the post. So I guess he didn't really have a shot in any of those. Uh, but I, I think he's he's coming close here, guys. So I'm going to see your 15 goals for Connor Brown, and I'm going to counter that. And this is no disrespect to him. Like he, He's yeah. got lots of things that he's doing well. I think he'll be supplanted by Dylan Holloway in the top six by the end of January. I'm going to make that call. That Connor Brown will be wow. consistently in the bottom six, and Dylan Holloway is going to come back from his injury and he's going to pick up where he left off, and he's going to find some confidence, and he's going to show a little more offensive touch than what Brown's been able to find. And I think Holloway, under this coach, has a chance to finish the season as a top six or seven forward, I'm going to say. That'll be my bold call uh, to counter your Connor Brown 15-goal prediction, Struds. Comments, thoughts? So he's going to sit beside Leon Dreisel. That's his, his new line mate? The bar is not very high right now, pal. No, I know. For that last that, spot in the top six. Let's say he comes back tomorrow. Where are you putting him? Oh, well, no, you're starting actually, where him out down Knobloch the lineup. You're starting him out down the lineup. You're getting okay. him back in. You're getting a feel for the player. You're okay. you're putting him maybe on the McLeod line. You're, you're finding a place for him because if you're smart, you're looking at where he left off and putting him in a position to succeed. So I would say that. Let me, let me suggest this to you. What about Holloway, Brown, and Dreisaitl, then Kane, Fogel, and McLeod? How does that turn you, Crank? Uh, Kane, Fogel, and McLeod. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the, the idea. Right of, I do like the idea of uh, McLeod having to play with two guys that can skate fast and can finish checks. Mm -hmm. And I think that they maybe would be able to drag him into that fight a little bit because I still think that there needs to be more of that in his game. So I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to that. And you could make the argument like, "Where's what's the what's the second line? What's the you know?" Yeah. Um, but I think um, I think Dylan Holloway has a chance if he gets back and gets playing and starts to feel some early confidence. The bar is not that high to, to get into the Oilers' top six here. Now they may end up getting going out and getting somebody else. I don't know if a top six forward how high that is on their priority list. But all he needs to do is he needs to outplay Brown and outproduce Fogel and make plays at a higher rate than Fogel does, and I think he can do that. But, but I'll say this. I think the only thing Connor Brown is missing right now is the offense. Finish. And, and I know that's a big thing. I, I recognize that's a yep. big thing, but his decisions yep. with the puck, his, his work, his defensive play, like all that stuff yep. is pretty solid. Is Dylan you know who Holloway's else we said that level? about for multiple seasons, eh? 
Who's that? Yamamoto. And how many, like he played with those guys enough that the chances came and the chances came and the chances came and he didn't finish and didn't finish and didn't finish and didn't finish. He finished the one year just over and over and over and over. I'm I'm not saying he's going to be the same, but we have seen that happen to guys. Yeah, I don't know that Connor Brown had as many chances as Yamamoto did, right? Like as far Mm -hmm. as scoring, and Yamamoto was coming off a knee injury. And Yamamoto, what was was Connor Brown's high watermark for goals? It was over 20, was it? Yeah, twenty. I don't. I don't think that Yamamoto got there. So I, I'm. I'm patient with this guy. I do think he's gonna. I. I think fifteen goals is realistic. That was Strutty's world, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Much love to you, Grandpa. We love you, and uh, we are going to miss you. Okay, Zuby, bring yourself in here, buddy. Let's get to the people, and let's get to our Ask Us Anything segment. Brought to you by our great friends at Match Eatery and Public House. Holiday gifting just got better at Match. Purchase a $50 gift card, receive a bonus $10 card, and a $2 Match branded beer sleeve as well. Gift cards available in the restaurants and online at matchpub.com. It is your Ice District dining destination. Zubers, where are we taking it, buddy? Why don't we do one of those ones where I let you rock and roll with Struddy you fight, you tee them up, Struddy. You knock them down. I'll chime in if I think I have to. I got it. Sure, I'll just let Struddy know first of all. He's really taking it on the chin in both polls here today. The second poll, <laughs> cashews, love them, eighty six percent. Gross. They're an elder nut. Only thirteen percent. That was on eighty votes. So you, uh, an elder nut. I I coined that one yesterday. Yeah, that was really. Yeah. They are an elder nut. Yeah. <laughs> okay, actually, Struddy, this is interesting because you just said a minute ago that uh, you said. Oh, gosh, and I forget who you said was, you know, oh, that Brown's job would be to support Leon. JL said um, Leon had better, this was much earlier too, he said Leon had much better support with Yanmark and Fogel. Um, and then ADN says, interested to see uh, who's on the second line next game. Do they come back with that same mm-hmm. second line or who's, who's it, who is it next game? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm not sure. So do they, they flip-flopped uh, Fogel and and, and, and Drysaddle. So they go back to what it originally was. Um, who are they playing? Tampa Bay? I, I might put it back together. I might put it back together. I I, I feel that Connor Brown's going to unlock here pretty quick um, and kind of go from there. And, and, and quite frankly, I think the McLeod line's been fine. Just, again, not a lot of scoring. But I, I think I'd go back to where they started. Couple people mentioning faceoffs tonight. Neil Garrity says, "Is it just me, or does Leon get kicked out of faceoffs a lot?" Obel- <laughs> o- Obelisk said, "Did it seem to anyone the Oilers were getting tossed in the faceoff dot a lot tonight? Did you notice that?" Oh yeah, I noticed it, and it is frustrating. I, I don't like it when it takes, especially when they wave out both centermen at- independently. It just—it's so annoying. Uh, just drop the puck. I mean, like they're cracking they- down. That's part of it, Struddy, yeah. is they're, they're cracking down yeah. around the league and they're really tightening up on their feet being in the right spot in the lines and all that. We've yeah. seen it a ton lately. Leon was getting quite frustrated tonight yeah. over it. And he's got his mouth guard hanging out of his mouth. I get I don't know. <laughs> I just, at some point, just drop the puck. I mean, come on. Um, ADN says, um, when Holloway comes back, you got to keep Hamlin up and roll 13 forwards, right? Swapping him in every couple of games. I feel like he's earned his spot. So that, that is a good, that, that question I think would be way more up in the air. What move are they going to have to make when Holloway comes back? Yeah, is that's it an interesting point. Yeah, probably is. Yeah, it probably would be him, I guess, Ernie. Yeah, I mean, the other guys. And then someone's got to come out, right? And I, you know, you know, at this stage of his career, I think, you know, 
Derek Ryan's maybe an option. Hamlin's an option. And Gagne's an option. They're all options. They, it's, and it's not that they deserve to come out. Let's be clear. They're playing well. So, But unfortunately, that's how it goes sometimes. When you're in that bottom line, it doesn't really matter how you're playing. The guys above you will push you out. Uh, CK Pond says, this was a trap game. And luckily, the Oilers won. A big difference um, going back to the... The San Jose game, of course, they weren't rolling. That wasn't as much of a trap. And uh, just to add on to that, Kegel says, I thought Skinner made some key saves in the first period when the Oilers' defense were asleep. Are, uh, do the players feel trap games? Like, is it is that a thing in the in the room? I, I don't know if it's a trap game, but I think it's, you know, Sam Gagne said it after. It's just kind of natural, right? You've been running, you've been playing so well, then you kind of get this team that's, you know, it's not that good. You're like, okay, just let down the guard a little bit. Well, they, they were able to recognize to turn their game back on again. Like, you're, you're not going to play, you know, whatever, 246 perfect periods of hockey, right, over the course of a year. There's going to be some bad moments, uh, some letdowns. And that was a letdown, but they were able to turn it back on in the second period or, or find that level again. Uh, Bobo Fett says, Drysaddle isn't getting enough shots. He and Kane need a distributor. To help feed, maybe Gagne is that short-term fix. Uh, I mean, Drysaddle is something of a distributor himself, but do you? Uh, what do you think about that? Still throw him up on the wing there? Yeah, I mean, like again, you know, Chris Snobbox says he doesn't love talking about changing things up when lines are going well. There is an option, I suppose, to throw Gagne up on that on that line, but now you're disrupting the fourth line that's going well, uh, and then you got to redistribute Connor Brown to the third line. Um, the team's playing well. I would not be in a hurry to change up lines, but I understand the the the, the, the idea behind it. Two more zoops. Okay, perfect. Um, Bobo Fett. I heard there was a reporter tonight in the post games wanting to say what's the name of the line of the fourth line, and Bobo Fett says that he calls them Mighty Mites. He's been. He's mentioned that a couple times tonight. He referred to the fourth line as Mighty Mites. He said, love line four Mighty Mites to help uh, dog day regular season energy, but need to get heavy for the playoffs. You guys were were talking about that. If someone with experience, QF Pro 21 says, when playoffs come around, you do have a big right winger in the AHL with a great shot. Obviously not, doesn't tick the box on the experience factor. But yeah, what what do you think of him as a later season addition? Yeah, I mean, he come up later um, and, and try to fit that role. Does he play the same type of up-tempo play that, that these three guys has? I mean, they can try him out. If there's injury, I'm sure he get a call. I know three guys that will not like the name Mini Mites for their team, their line. Oh, 100%. That, that's uh, not, it's not catching on. Yeah, that's not catching on. The one thing I'll say, Strads, is we talk all the time about sending guys to the minors and just leave them there. Leave them there. Just let them play. Just throw yeah. – I think you talk about throwing the key away, all that. It's what we're seeing with Raphael Lebois right now. You know, he's down there. He's playing. They're letting him stay down there. They've got other guys that are getting things done. They're letting him play. And I like it because he's the type of player that has a type of skill set. And if he goes down there and gets hungry, he's a guy you might recall and truly get something out of if he played a full yeah. season down there where he's built up a lot of confidence and a lot more experience. So we're seeing that with Lavoie. He's not as high end when we talk about him. As Broberger Holloway, but that's what's happening right now as we speak. Okay, here's a good one to end it on. Put on your predicting hats. Um, Cole Smith says, when do you guys think the streak ends? Where do you want to see the team in the standings heading into the Christmas break? So before Christmas, <laughs> they got they got Lightning Panthers at home and they got Rangers, Rangers, Devils, Islanders on the road. 
Who might bust the streak, in your opinion? Streak's nine, hey, Struddy? They're one off the streak here. Mm -hmm. The winning streak. That's yeah. like it's at eight right now, but nine, I yeah. believe, is the record. So, yeah, and they're one point out of the playoffs, the two games at hand. I mean, they, they, this is remarkable. What a what they've done. Well, it, it's, it's, Ooh. yeah, I, I, I'm very impressed and, you know, in some ways speechless with the way they've played and what they've turned this around and got it going. Um, you know, they're not going to win forever. You know, maybe Tampa, Florida. I, that Rangers game, buddy. Like they might get goalied in that Rangers game. Yeah, they, they might. I mean, the Rangers lost tonight. Uh, to the Maple Leafs, so I don't yep. believe are any better than the Oilers. Um, but I, 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 could, I could see that. You know, I, I think that they're going to want to get back at the Florida and Tampa. I think it would be, yep. a, you know, their to-do list, and they'd play those teams well when they weren't playing well. So I would say it probably won't happen until they get to the road. All right, that was Ask Us Anything, brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. Time to wrap up the podcast with our gem of the day. Brought to you by Edmonton's most iconic home for everything sport, United Sport and Cycle, a fourth-generation, family-owned and operated business in the heart of Old Strathcona, supporting hockey and our community for over 95 years. If you need something for an athlete or a sports fan on your list, let United be your Santa's workshop. Visit www.unitedsports.ca. Struddy, I'm going to let you make the call tonight, my man. What do you got? Leon Dreisaitl, stellar play and first star, first star performance <laughs> from Leon. Post game, Sam Gagne was asked if his father is in the house. And he said, he responded by saying, yes, he is here. There's always more pressure when Pops is in the house. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> question. Papa Gagne in the house, especially a guy that has done it before. I actually saw him up here. He was having a chat with Kenny Holland and Jeff Jackson. So great yeah, guy. Good great performance guy. from Sam. He just finds a way to create moments, Struds. Yeah. Like he's yeah. always been that guy. And when yeah. it's him, is it just me? Or do other fans just have a little more oomph in their cheer when it's Sam Gunn that Sam. does it? Well, look at his reaction. Every goal he scores is like it's game seven overtime yeah. winner. I love that about Sammy. He was always like that. Always. I love that about him. Remember that game he came in and pumped in? He pumped in two, didn't he? That one game yeah. earlier this season? Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, almost got a comeback. Yeah, great, All great right. job. That was our gem of the day brought to you by United Cycle. A big thanks to all of you. We're hanging in late tonight, right? That 8 o'clock start, blame ESPN. That 8 o'clock start had us all up super late, but you hung in with us on the stream. So thank you for your contributions and your downloads. We greatly appreciate it. Big thanks to our sponsors and in particular our title sponsor, our great friends over at Sherwood Buick GMC. Good job tonight, Struds. Thanks, pal. Likewise. Talk to you guys soon. All right, Zuby, great job to you as well, my friend. We will be back after the next game with another post-game live stream. This has got your back. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers.